Hey everybody, welcome back to Q-Tips. We are the Video Store Junkies, and we are back once again to bring you a few selections to watch over the weekend on streaming. And we're gonna get right into this, and I'm gonna toss this over to Zach. Renee, do you ever feel <laughs> do you ever do you ever feel like um maybe you're actually not the one choosing your recommendations? Do you ever feel like maybe there's a I don't know. There's some sort of some voice influencing you, mm, mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. almost as if uh, when when you uh, when you make a recommendation, it's because uh, God told you to. Wow. Uh -oh. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, that's a coincidence. I don't. I, I never felt that way because uh, I'm not crazy. But uh, maybe you have. <laughs> but, um, coincidentally, uh, that that ties into my first recommendation this week, which is. Uh, 1976 Larry Cohen film, which I uh, had managed not to watch up until this point, but I was uh, super sick last week, so I watched a bunch of movies, and uh, this was one of them. The name of the film is God Told Me To, and Yay. the, the yep. premise of this one, as with many Larry Cohen films, the premise uh, is pretty brilliant, and it's pretty straightforward, and it goes in uh, a lot of crazy directions. Uh, the, the, the basic plot here is that uh, there is a, a New York detective who is investigating some murders, and uh, in every case, the, the murderer just started uh, randomly killing people, and then uh, they were heard to say, uh, usually right before they die, that uh, God told them to. So, uh, yeah, this is a... If you're not familiar with Larry Cohen, uh, he's... he's Man, I'd love to almost do, like, a whole episode on Larry Cohen, because I, th I feel oh, like yeah. he's really fascinating. Yeah. He is, he is like... I don't know. He, he, I feel like he could have been a big like Hollywood writer director, except he refused to do films that were a hundred percent conventional. So like, this is a perfect example. Uh, it starts off in, you know, one place and goes to a very different place. I'm not going to spoil <laughs> anything. Um, but yeah, so, uh, really, really kind of interesting, uh, take on this, on this concept. And uh, yeah, that's uh, that's I, I I thought I had something else to say about it, but now my mind has gone blank. Um, <laughs> but uh, this one's playing on Shutter, Prime Video, and Pluto TV. So uh, highly recommend you check it out. Uh, it's a it's a cult classic, and I've 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 been aware of this film for a very very long time. It's one of those movies for some reason I just haven't watched it, and then now that I have seen it, I'm like, wow, I wish I had watched this a long time ago. Uh, I, for a long time, I thought the name of this film was actually God Told Me to Kill because that was on like the old uh, video. Uh, like when it was uh, it was getting reissued in like the 90s. I think that was the first time I read about it. And it was like that was the DVD case. So it said mm. kill on it. But anyways, uh, totally, totally irrelevant. Um, also, one kind of interesting uh, little little piece of uh, uh, trivia here. Uh, the first on-screen appearance of none other, none other than Andy Kaufman. And yes. uh, I know that because I was like, when I saw him, and I'm not going to say where he is, you, you got to look out for him, see if you can spot him. Because when I saw him, I was like, that, that looks a hell of a lot like Andy Kaufman. There's no way. And then I looked it up and it was indeed Andy Kaufman. So, so I, um, I don't want to give it away because you're not giving it away. But when yeah. you see Andy Kaufman, you ask yourself, how did such a low-budget movie hire that many extras they basically dressed him up like all the other people who were supposed to be there and had him just show up and pretend to be them while Larry was filming it. Oh, nice. Yeah, that, that makes right. a lot of sense. Yeah, that's the kind of thing that gets you beaten about the head and shoulders with a billy club if they find out. About <laughs> it. Apparently they did. 
<laughs> What's there? There's a lot. Oh god, I wish I had I had written it down. But there's some sort of line. Um, oh my god, I I really wish I had I had written it down. But it was something like, uh, "Don't don't mess this up for the Irish. They've been through enough, or something like this." That I don't know. Uh, it's really funny. Um, but anyways, yeah, uh, uh, great movie, uh, great script, great direction. Really, uh, really just uh, yeah, kind of a, a a bonkers movie that goes places you wouldn't expect. Mm-hmm as with any Larry Cohen film. And uh, speaking of uh, people that are bonkers and go places you wouldn't expect, uh, Bill, what's your first pick this week? Well, hey, you know, if I'd known you were going to do God Told Me To, I just would have packed up on Larry Cohen stuff. But well, instead, I decided to I decided to pick a theme, uh, a, group of, a group of manly men who I don't think get enough credit, uh, you know, working hard so that others may sleep peacefully at night. I'm talking, of course, of mercenaries. Yep, paid mercenaries, killers <laughs> for hire, soldiers for a fortune. Um, you know, I, I don't want to speak out of school because these guys seem angry and they're and they're weaponized, but these don't seem like the nicest people on earth. Like, if I were to make a generalization, I'd say that mercenaries are probably not really good people. And yet, much like hitmen, movies love to make uh, you know mercenaries with a heart of gold. Yeah, he's a mercenary, mm-hmm. but. But really, he doesn't like it, and, and he wishes he could do you know, blah, 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 blah. So my first one is The Dogs of War from 1980, directed by John Urban. And uh, it's got Christopher Walken. And that's that's really all I need to say. It's got Christopher Walken as, as a soldier of fortune. And if you get the cover, look at the gun he's holding. It's the greatest gun ever. There is no greater gun than the gun mm-hmm. that Christopher Walken <laughs> is hefting on the cover of Dogs of War. It's a gun, it's it's like something a superhero would have. Um, you could just put here, gonna, when I press... <laughs> just... yeah, yes. This is the most, I just looked it up, this is the most 80s... Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, this is the most 80s <laughs> thing ever. Greatest 80s, I mean, that gun, it can shoot, uh, you know, smoke rounds, laser beams, thermonuclear, you know, it's like Hawkeye's arrows. It's just the greatest <laughs> thing, and you're like, that can't actually be in the movie. Yes, it is. And he plays... A mercenary who uh, takes on this assignment to kind of um, uh, let me see. See, I get this mixed up with the other movie too. I think he's trying to break a guy out of jail. You know, the, he the people he's working for are scumbags, and they hire him because they figure he's a scumbag. But he's got a code. That's right, he's got a code and an amazing gun. So um, it's just pure kick-ass dogs of war stuff. And Christopher Walken, this is when he's young and, and really just coming. It was before he became Christopher Walken. Um, and he, and you know, <laughs> Christopher Walken is the greatest, but, you know, th- this is just early stuff. And it's a lot of fun. So if you like your, your action and your mercenaries that have a code, here you go. And just just stick with it till the last 20 minutes when they whip out the big gun. So that's from 1980. And, yeah, it's... It, it, it started the 80s on a good note right there. We, we knew we were in for a great decade of ridiculous action movies. I will send this off to the lovely Renee. Oh, well, thank you very much. So, you know, last week I recommended a movie that really creeped me out when I was a kid. It was Alligator. Mm. I decided to stick with the movies that really creeped me out theme. And I'm going to start with a movie from 2001 it is a japanese horror film called pulse oh yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) so this movie is about a group of young adults 
are being uh, kind of tormented by this this um, online entity. Um, they're you know they this first this person goes missing, and then they you know he find out he had uh, unalived himself, and they're just kind of trying to figure out what's going on and dealing with this strange, almost like a computer virus in a way. And it's uh, there's a lot of social commentary about it, but mostly there's a lot of really creepy bits in this movie. And some of those will stay with you. And uh, <laughs> that is my recommendation. The movie is called Pulse. And uh, you can watch that on Tubi and Hoopla and Roku and Voodoo and AMC+. Plus. I just I just want to interject one note. Uh, if you're looking for this film, look, make sure you you start up the Japanese one and not the American remake, which is absolutely unlikely. Should go without saying. Yes, I'm <laughs> terribly sorry. Yes, do make sure that you are watching the 2001 version, not the 2006 version. If you see Kristen Bell, you have gone in the wrong direction. <laughs> which is something I, I wouldn't normally say, but it's true. <laughs> <laughs> right. yeah. in, this, in this case, yeah. it is. Oh, God. You might also find it under the, the, the name Cairo with a K, K-A-I-R-O. And, and on that note, do you have any recommendations for us? Why I do, Renee. In fact, it's, it's your favorite subject of all. It's <gasps> little children. Oh. Oh, <laughs> that's not my theme, but that's, that's what this first film deals with. It, it's about a, 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 this, this couple that, you know, they, they tragically have, miscarry and they find out they can't have children. Um, so they go to the local, uh, Catholic orphanage run by the nuns who just happen to be pretty strict. And they, they hear this beautiful organ music playing. And even though the kids are a little older than they'd want, they find the, these, these two fraternal twins. I'm assuming they're twins. I don't know, but they're fraternal twins because it's a boy and a girl. It's Tin and Tina showing on Netflix. Um, and they adopt these two sweet little children, take them home, and, and that's it. Everything's oh. fine, and they're sweet, wonderful little children. Yeah. Um, and, well, all right, they, oh. they just ha- they they just happen to look like rejects from the uh, leftovers from uh, Vill- Village of the Dam. <laughs> uh, and but they're actually they're, what's interesting about this film is yes, it's a it's you know it's a it's a evil little child movie or is it because the question of whether the children are evil they're just very very religious and and you know, very, uh, dedicated and, 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 you know, it's a question of are are they actually evil? What's, what's the, what's intent, right? Matter of intent. So, um, yeah, it's, I liked it because it's, it's quite different. The kids are creepy as fuck. Um, and I think we were screaming at the, the screen, the second the kid showed up, kill them, kill them now, just kill the kids, kill them now before they kill you. And, uh, but it's, it, it's pretty fun. So that's tin, and Tina showing on Netflix. And speaking of creepy little children, do I who do I pass this to for does it Zach, I believe? Yeah. <laughs> I guess I won't take it personally since you didn't actually know who you were sending it to with that <laughs> intro. <laughs> um Okay, well, it, it turns out that my second recommendation actually uh kind of uh kind of jives with Bill's first recommendation. Uh because my yeah, my recommendation also features uh Christopher Walken. Uh, not young 80s Christopher Walken, but old 2000s Christopher Walken. But um, this is actually something, uh, I'm, I'm, I know I'm late to the game here. I know I'm late to the party. Uh, I know this is, uh, it's kind of silly to recommend things that are like insanely popular. But I'm going to do it anyways, because I kind of slept on this, uh, this this TV show I'm about to recommend. And that's because I did not realize it is one of the best horror shows 
of the last decade. That's right. It's one of the best horror shows. And if you're a horror fan, maybe you uh, skip this one uh, because, I don't know, maybe you like exclusively watch horror stuff. But uh, this is actually a very terrifying show. I'm, of course, talking about uh, the Apple TV or Apple Plus or whatever the hell the service is called, Original uh, Severance, uh, which is, the if you're not familiar, if you're like the two people who haven't heard of this show, um, it's all about a new technology where uh, you can go into work. And specifically, uh, these are people that work at a job that uh, their work is supposed to be uh, like high security. You're not supposed to, you know, they're, they're trying to keep things under wraps. So the idea is that you uh, you have a little uh, device implanted into your brain and it uh, basically breaks off your work self from your other self. And then when you get into the elevator at the end of the day to go home, you switch over to your your outside of work self and you don't remember anything about work. Um, this is obviously kind of a, a science fiction-y uh, 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 theme or a, a science fiction-y plot, but uh, it's, it's, like I said, it is actually terrifying because uh, when they get into the, you know, basically the idea that the work, uh, the, the work half, uh, basically they only exist to work and they're stuck at their job for the entirety of their existence, so... Uh, it's kind of scary when you think about it that way. Uh, also, I really love it because uh, this is, you know, I thought it was horrifying. It's really well done. It's really kind of dark. Uh, it does have some comedic moments, but um, it stars Adam Scott, uh, who, if you even if you're not familiar with his name, you probably recognize him. He's a uh, a comedian. Uh, he's been in a ton of stuff. And I'm trying to think of like, uh, actually, speaking of uh, uh, Kristen Bell, he was in uh, The Good Place, hmm. uh, among yeah. other things. Um, but, uh, it is also, uh, I think a majority of the episodes, I don't think all of the episodes, but uh, a majority of the episodes, uh, actually directed by Ben Stiller. So he's obviously known for his comedy, but, uh, yeah. So, oh, and I should also mention, uh, it's got, it's got a bunch of, uh, great performances, but, uh, it's also got, uh, John Turturro and, uh, Patricia Arquette in it. And like I mentioned, Christopher Walken. So great show. If you're one of the five people who haven't watched it. Uh, it is on Apple TV or Apple Plus or whatever the hell that service is called, but uh, you can, uh, pro tip, you can do a, a free month subscription, I think, uh, if, you, if you go to the website and you haven't subscribed before. So uh, my recommendation is to do that. Watch this. Unsubscribe. You don't, Jesus Christ, you don't <laughs> want to give money to Apple. Yeah. Um, because I know, I know you're probably saving up for those $5,000 VR glasses now. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, speaking of... Uh, people, I wish I for, I could forget when I go home. No, I'm just kidding. Um, Bill, what's your what's your second well, recommendation? Well, then, um, continuing with mercenaries, <laughs> I get, manly, I get. yeah, yeah, yeah. We kid because we love manly men. <laughs> and this one actually, this what a cast, what a freaking cast. Oh, by the way, um, Dogs of War is on Tubi, of course. Um, this one is on Peacock, <laughs> and check out this cast. Okay, we got um, Richard Burton, Richard Harris, Roger Moore. Artie Kruger, Stuart Granger, Jack Watson, Frank Finley, the guy from Life Force. I mean, you're watching this film, it's like, that's the guy from Life Force. That's the other guy from Life Force. Good God, this is the most British film ever. Yes, it's 1978's The Wild Geese. And it's about a bunch of mercenaries. Well, they're all retired, but uh, Richard Burton is offered like this really good deal to get this... Um, head of uh, an African country who's, uh, there's been a violent revolution. He's, he's been deposed. These British mining interests want to get him out of the country so they could put him back in because, you know, the rebels are kind of screwing with their plan to pillage the country. 
And um, so he accepts this, and he, now he's got to get his team back together because they're all retired. All the, the average age of these mercenaries has got to be over 50. You know, if I if they recruited me, I'd be the spry one that they call the kid. It's great. Um, so they get a bunch of these <laughs> old farts that are totally out of shape and have not been mercenarying around for a while. And they come from all different groups. Oh, there's the South African bigot, and there's the gay uh, drill sergeant. It's actually fairly progressive for 1978. And uh, there's the guy who we all know is going to die because when we meet him, he's happily retired. He's got a kid, and he says something to Richard Burton along the lines of, you know, if anything happens to me, you got to promise to take care of my kid. All right, listen, you don't have to be a screenwriter. No, you don't drop that bombshell in a movie unless you're going to pay off later on. But, you know, maybe there's some folks who don't know that the guy wearing the red shirt is going to die in Star Trek, and this will come as a huge shock to them. So they get there, and they're really good at what they do. They're using things that no real mercenary would use, like crossbows and whatever. They needed uh, Chris Walken's gun. And they managed to break this guy out. Yeah. And, and halfway through the movie, here comes the airplane to pick them up. And just when it's about to land, whoop, off it goes. Because it turns out that the mining interest back in England made a deal with the rebels. And they don't really need this guy anymore. And they certainly don't need these guys who are probably going to expect to get paid. So F them. And now it's, a, now it's basically the March of the 10,000. they gotta, they got to fight their way out of made up a stand, whatever this country is. And, every, you know, all these guys are coming after them, and now they're on the run, and, and they've lost the element of surprise. They're also trying to keep this guy alive, who's been pretty badly injured. And it's just great. It's got a high body count. You know, don't fall in love with any of your favorites here. This isn't a George R. R. Martin joint, but uh, don't fall in love with them because they ain't going to last. There's not a whole bunch of them left by the time we finally make it back. But it's got the conceits that I love. Like, again, the mercenary with the heart of gold. When we first see Roger Moore, he's like, making some uh, drug dealer eat his own heroin because the girl died because you know he's cool like that and uh, yeah yes the save the cat moment kill the kill the drug dealer moment it's a classic trope uh i just love it, it it's it's great it's really it's really really cool uh, they couldn't it's a little controversial they shot it in south africa you know of course they did and um it, it spawned a sequel or two that weren't or it wasn't very good but yeah, you just love these guys. Now, interestingly, I'm thinking the drinking on this film must have been off the charts. But no, apparently uh, Richard Burton and Richard Harris were on the wagon, which must have made for. Yeah. How is that? You know, it's possible because they had the foresight not to hire Oliver Reed to play a role in this, because then they would have <laughs> all been found pickled and dead in the jungles of South Africa. And he would have been great in this movie, too. But they knew they were you know, already playing with fire. Um, so there you go. It is on uh, Peacock, The Wild Geese, just lots of lots of good, fun, rip-roaring time. Watch this, and then watch Zulu, and then watch Zulu Dawn, and then, yeah, I mean, there's nothing like these British action stuff. They don't really make them much anymore, and, you know, I suppose if you want to say, oh, they're problematic, you know, blah, 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 blah. yeah, yeah, sure. But, uh, you know, just close your eyes and enjoy it. A lot of fun. Wild Geese. And speaking of wild, back to Renee. <laughs> well, thank you very much. So my next recommendation is about a cursed video. And if you watch it, you'll die seven days. And of course, the movie I'm talking about is A Few Brains More. Oh, wait, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. I'm um, so sorry. I had to do it. I'm so sorry. Uh, I would be so dead at this point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
my recommendation is, of course, the movie Ring or Ringu. But yeah, so this movie is from 1998 and it is called Ring. And it's about a mysterious video. Just like I said that there's a rumor going around that if you watch it, you will die. Seven days. And a journalist has tasked herself with finding out, you know, the origins of this. And then, of course, you know, there's some things that happen along the way that motivate her to really figure this situation out. And it's a very good movie. And it really creeped me out. And I remember that after I watched it, I had to sleep with the TV on for like a week. Because if the TV's already on, it can't turn on by itself. <laughs> yeah. Sound logic. Uh, so yeah, uh, you can watch this movie on Shudder or Tubi, of course, and uh, Zach's favorite streaming service, The Arrow Player, and oh, AMC yeah. Plus. Yeah, a couple other places too, but those are those are the important ones. So uh, yeah, so uh, Paul, what's your second recommendation? <laughs> well, thank you, Renee. Well, you know, my first recommendation dealt with a, a couple of evil or possibly not evil children uh this one instead it's it's about a couple of clowns a p- couple of bumbling goofy clowns who who can't seem to do anything right right that's exactly right it's white house plumbers on max which is <laughs> known as hbo max it it is it's a short it's only five episode uh, series and it stars it stars woody harrelson as e howard hunt and justin throw as as g gordon liddy and it is a hoot. I mean, they play, they play them as the... So those who are not familiar, these are the people who are sort of behind the, the, the Watergate break-in. And uh, they play them as the bumbling fools they are. I mean, it is uh, semi-broad, but I mean, it covers a lot of the, the real... Um, I mean, it covers the, the real events and such. Um, and Justin Thoreau plays G. Gordon Liddy as the unhinged lunatic that he was in real life. And Woody Harrelson, it's interesting because he takes E. Howard Hunt, who is pretty, was pretty much a despicable piece of shit. And uh, by the end of it, he almost brings a little bit of pathos to the character. And you almost feel sorry for him until you realize that this guy's a piece of garbage. Um, but uh, it is, it's really funny. It's really well done. It's got a great cast. Other people who show up in it are, are Donna Hall Gleason as John Dean, uh, Toby Huss as James McCord. Uh, you've got uh, Judy Greer as um, Fran Liddy, G. Gordon Liddy's wife. She's she's an absolute hoot in it. Uh, you even have um, oh crap. Uh, anyway, you got a ton of people. It's really fun. It's really well worth watching, especially if you remember th- those times. Uh, but uh, it's it's real interesting. It's always a little weird too when Woody Harrelson plays a character that is possibly tangentially connected to the Kennedy assassination. Apparently mm-hmm. E. Howard Hunt on his deathbed confessed to being involved in it, though there's some speculation his kids manipulated him to say that, but they kind of play that up a little bit in the series. And while Woody Harrelson's actual father uh, was a, uh, you know, a, a, a hitman who was uh, tied at one time to uh, some conspiracy theories as well. So uh, about the, uh, GFK assassinations. That's always a little fun. But anyway, it, he, had a it heart is, of, he had a heart of gold, though. So, you know, <laughs> <laughs> no, apparently he was a piece of shit, too. But uh, <laughs> so disappointing. Yeah. A disgrace, is, a disgrace to the profession. Yeah. <laughs> this is this is a really fun series, though. Um, I, I highly recommend it's only five episodes. You're like, wow, it's all done. But it's it's really worthwhile. There's no the in front, just like there's no HBO in front of Max anymore. So it's White House <laughs> Plumbers <laughs> on HBO Max. 
You know, you know, I did. I, I'm looking at the. Uh, I've had my eye on this. Has been on my list. I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet, but maybe I will because it's got uh, one of the one of the White House plumbers themselves, uh, Frank Sturgis, uh, is played by Mr. Kim Coates, uh, whose performance I absolutely adore from the uh, as the uh, the drifter in 1995's Waterworld. So that's right. it's, been a, it's been a minute since I mentioned Waterworld, guys. Sorry, I just had to get it in there. <laughs> no, that's great. I'm glad you could find a connection. So yeah, always. Oh wow, I'm just I'm just cruising through Facebook here, and I'm seeing all these pictures of me in that tux, and and there seem to be two variations. One, I look pretty dapper, and the <laughs> other, I look like freaking John Fetterman. <laughs> I thought they were going to tie this to the White House plumbers, but that's. I was right. going to say, what is going? Uh, <laughs> what is going on here? Oh, <laughs> uh, nah, just just random. He's just trying to cut it off before I could sing something. Yeah, yeah, that was, you know... He's was there something you want to sing, Bill? Is there... Who let the dogs of war out? Woo, woo, woo. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, if no one else has anything, I've got a great song by oh, the... Of course you Mike, Go ahead. The Mike Curb Congregation, which is, uh, which is definitely related. Reaching out to find a way to make tomorrow a brighter day. Making dreams reality more than ever Nixon now for you and me <laughs> for the weekend of June 9th Bill recommended the dogs of war available on Tubi and Pluto and the wild geese available on Peacock Tubi the Roku channel Fandor and Plex I'll recommended tin and Tina available on Netflix and White House plumbers on HBO Max I recommended Pulse, available on Tubi, the Roku channel, Hoopla, Voodoo, and Plex. And Ringu, available on Tubi, Shudder, Screenbox, and the Aeroplayer. Zachary recommended God Told Me To, available on Shudder, Amazon Prime, and Pluto. And Severance on Apple TV+. I literally wow, kept waiting much. for you to break into all stuff. Yeah. yeah, me too. It's like, please, any moment now. I was practicing this one. Shelly was like, are you uh, practicing singing? And I'm like, jeez, oh, oh, <laughs> really? This is you after your practice? Oh, my God. <laughs> that enough yeah, you should have heard it before. It's yeah. because I was listening to, you know, a, a version on YouTube, which is like a little warped. So it's like, now. It's kind of like yeah, it's not. It's crazy. not. Yep, that's it. Yep, that's it. 